Welcome to Beyond the Pulpit with Andy Thompson. Beyond the Pulpit is a podcast that shows Andy Thompson in a different light. He talks with different guests every week about how he overcame real-life challenges all of us can relate to. If you want to support the Beyond the Pulpit podcast, head over to www.pastorandy.com podcast for more information. So, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Pulpit. This is your host, Andy Thompson. And uh, I am joined today by the lovely, wonderful, immensely talented, oh, wow. fly, bra- hair braided. It's her hair, by the her way. Wonderfully eyelashed little and bit, little bit of uh, today. beautiful and available. I'm taking applications. My daughter, Kayla Thompson. Okay. Kayla, you want to say something <laughs> to the people really quickly? We are on Instagram Live and we are also yes. on YouTube. This is Beyond the Pulpit. Kayla, say something to the people real quick. Hey, everybody. Um, I can still hear myself through your phone. I don't is know it all the way down? It is um, as down as it'll go. Hello, everyone who joined. Uh, for people who are on my dad's Instagram, what's up? I don't think I've ever gone live with you on your Instagram. But what's up? I'm Kayla. And for people who are joining from my Instagram, hi. I haven't gone live on my Instagram in a while. I'm excited to talk about House of the Dragon. It's one of my favorite shows. Like, it's one of my favorite shows, like, ever right now. I think it's one of the best shows ever made. Maybe I'm just being a little dramatic. But okay, all right. Well, I'm this excited. was your idea. It was your idea to do this House yeah. of the Dragon thing. And so basically what I was saying is every single Sunday, I open up the scriptures. Where's my Bible? I open up the word, and I sit here, and I break down revelation from the Bible today beyond the pulpit. We're going to get some revelation from House of the Dragon now. Listen, if you're not aware of House of the Dragon, if you don't know anything about the show, if you're not aware of Game of Thrones, if you're not aware of any of this stuff, number one, step in the 21st century. Number two, stop having so much of a life and get hooked on TV, okay? Stop going outside. Stop being friendly. Stop (laughs) hanging out with your friends. Stop being, you know, productive. Stop Stop being productive. Stop working. Stop making so much money. Sit in your on your couch and don't take a shower and stop and eat some chips and get crumbs on your belly and just watch Game of <laughs> Thrones, okay? Stay up till 3 a.m., call in late, don't go to work the next day, almost exactly. get fired, just so you can get caught up on Game of Thrones. Quite honestly, if you don't know anything about Game of Thrones, that's okay because House of the Dragons yeah. or Dragon Tales... That starts, that is a prequel, okay? Yes. Now, it's not like the other prequels you heard. If you ever knew anything about the prequels, you know, from Star Wars, the prequels, don't worry. There's no Jar Jar Banks. There's nobody crazy like that in there. It's a prequel, but it's quite, it's, it's actually quite wonderful. It's a very, very, very good very show. Good. Yes. So you don't need to have watched Game of Thrones yeah. to watch House of the Dragons, okay? Mm-hmm. And, but but if, you, if, if you've never seen it, get HBO Max. It costs about $7 or just get it on somebody else's membership like Kayla like is. We, we, we are with my brother Joey. Thanks, Absolutely. Joey. Thanks, Uncle Joey. Or... Just pay for it and get HBO Max and all the wonderful <laughs> shows and programs that's on there. House of the Dragons, it's a wonderful show. We're not sponsored by House of the Dragons, but we'll take it. But we are here. Not and so today we're going to talk about House of the Dragons, and we're going to just... You add in this S. It's House of the Dragon. Dragon. No, no, no. thing down a little bit. I turned it down as far as it'll go. I think because I'm the one that started the Instagram, it's just not going to mute. It's okay, not going to go all the way down to nothing. Like okay. It's down a lo- it's down as low as it'll possibly right. go, but we're okay. We're fine. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Believe I'm me, excited. if you're not aware of House of the Dragons, okay, don't go dragon, don't go nowhere <laughs> because 
I mean, we're gonna we're gonna apply it to life. Yes, and absolutely. we're gonna talk about some stuff beyond the pulpit. Yeah. that's definitely gonna be what we're gonna do. So share us with somebody. We're on yeah. here beyond the pulpit. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I think like you were just saying, we're definitely gonna talk about the entire season. Um, but if you know, you might just be intrigued and you know to watch the show yourself and see all the things we're talking about because we won't go like detail by detail about stuff but we'll just reference a lot of things but i mean okay to start it off coming off the heels of game of thrones season eight what was your like because a lot of fans were very disappointed by the way that that show ended um so kind of hearing about this show were you excited were you like okay i'll give this a chance and what were your kind of like thoughts because i didn't really know what to think personally um i mean yeah i mean i was definitely as many people i was definitely disappointed by the end of game of thrones you know i really felt like you know game of thrones the series taught us some very dangerous lessons to learn yeah. and one of those lessons I, I think we have to be careful not to apply this i mean i we have to be careful not to apply this lesson to life. But I think one of the Game of Thrones lessons is no act of mercy goes unpunished. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, Daenerys had a re some very lost goals. She really did want to save the world. Her heart really was in the right place. Um, she, she was, in a way, duped into looking out for the greater good. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting her dragons or her own well-being or safety or the kingdom above anything else. She actually fell into the uh, the idea of, oh, we need you to save the world. Right. And I think right. she was an excellent example of, you know, love and need. You know, I've, I've said that there's relationships. There's like a triangle of that, that a tripod that relationships can be built on. Yeah. Okay. And that tripod is love and need and oh my god my brain i can't remember what the third what the third one was but it's like it, you know that whether or not you are actually loved versus needed versus feared that feared. was a three was that was the third yeah. love need fear yeah um and so you know sometimes you know if you i i feel like we have to look at god in that way like I love the Lord, I need the Lord, I'm afraid of the Lord. If we, mm. I, I, you know, in, in a relationship, it's like I love this person, I need this person, I'm afraid I might lose this person. Okay, yeah. and so I think that you know, in a sense, you know, that did they love Daenerys? No, you know, they she's a Targaryen. That she's got a bad reputation, or not mm -hmm. her, but her family. You know, mm -hmm. they need her. Absolutely. But once the White Walkers are dead, they don't need her anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so now her only her only thing that she can do is just to make everybody afraid of her. Mm. And so I, I just felt like, you know, she to me, she was used. And, you know, then once they didn't need her anymore, now they, you know. Now they're now she's noticing how they feel about Jon Snow. Mm -hmm. They don't really feel about and then no dragons hatch for Jon Snow. So mm -hmm. they're not alive without her. So I just I was disappointed in the way that it, it that it ended and I felt like it's a dangerous lesson to learn. And I think that, you know, in this world right now, you know, we, we need peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And we need whatever we can to we need to do whatever we can do to try to engender uh, kindness and love and and yeah. charity towards one another, and Game of Thrones almost makes you feel like if you're merciful or charitable, 
it it doesn't, it doesn't work out for it you. doesn't work out for you. I mean, even if we go all the way back to Jamie Lannister, it's like he's trying to save Brianna Tarth. He could have just let whatever was going to happen to her happen to her, mm -hmm. but it's like he spoke up for her and he loses a hand. Yeah. It's like the minute you decide yeah. to be <clears throat> merciful even, in some kind yeah. of way, you know, yeah. even like holding so tightly to your, I was going to say morals, but I guess more just like your, uh, yeah, your morals or your kind of like inner, well, I'm, I'm referencing Ned Stark. Like Ned sure. Stark was so hard pressed on his beliefs and his morals and being right and being honorable. There That's it is. Right. That's that, right. That, I mean, spoiler alert, he didn't make it through season one. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, it's like the Game of Thrones to, is not. You take the, in a way, it's like whoever is the money. And here is, and I, I think it was sad because Daenerys was, she had all of these virtues, but she also had power. Right. You know, Ned Stark didn't have as much power. And then he got into this political world. And the next thing you know, he's just got, he's thrown to the wolves. He got eaten up. You know, it's like he just wasn't prepared to to battle against all of the strength that was around the throne. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I I was looking forward to the, the, I, this a little bit. You know, at first I wasn't quite so sure if I was going to mm -hmm. like it, but I really did. Yeah. I, I, and really did. I, I think, yeah, I, I loved it. And I think... I, I, I had an interesting thought, just like kind of like breaking the fourth wall of the show. I guess it's just like the production of the show. When I was kind of looking into it, I found it really interesting because I felt like it took a lot of faith for them to make this show because they started pre-production on this show in 2019, which was the year that they aired. I think it was the year yeah, that they aired the finale, the final season. And it was doing so bad. I mean, people were fans were really upset. And we just talked about Daenerys. That was the main storyline that people were upset about. So you're going to make an entire show on her history, like right. her family's history. And you're going to not only start over, make a whole new show, but you're going to put more money into it. $20 million per episode. You're going to have a show where you're, you're, I mean, taking huge risks of like, if you watch this, the show, it's like halfway through the season, they recast the main characters because they age up. They do like huge time jumps. It's a lot of risks that they take right. to be like, no, this show is going to be amazing. The show is going to be, and it, it paid off. It's kind of <laughs> like it ended up being their biggest, I think HBO's biggest premiere, like to date, it was like 10 million views. Yeah. I think the so entertainment world is interesting. And I know this isn't really the point we want to get into a little bit of the show and, and yeah. some of the life lessons that we can take yes. from it. But <laughs> I mean, I think it's a very interesting time in the entertainment world, and I think it it, it applies to almost everything. It's like, yeah. I mean, before COVID, movies was just the thing to do. Right. And there was just major money that was being spent on making movies. And the biggest blockbuster things were the movies. And I, and I think there's still some of that happening to a certain extent. But right. it's almost like it's not surprising that HBO or any of these streaming networks are going to spend $20 million an episode because the truth is that... We're not make we're not spending as much making blockbuster movies as we used to, yeah. Because the movie scene is not this is the movies now, right? Um, and so you know it's not surprising to me that they would spend as much money as that as they and it's not surprising to me that they're doing as well as they're doing because mm -hmm. HBO Max is a HBO Max is a big platform. Um, in a yeah. way, it reminds me of like when I was a kid. When mm -hmm. I was younger, there were only a certain amount of channels. There was ABC. NBC, CBS, PBS, which is public, and then you had your UHF channels, right? Mm -hmm. Which was for me as a kid, 25, 38, 56, and then eventually 68. So 
all all TV was eight channels. Wow. Okay, that that's is- all. It was only eight channels, and when it went off, it went off. You know, and in a way, we're kind of back to that a little bit because mm. you've got HBO Max, yeah, I see your point. Netflix, okay, yeah. Hulu. Yeah. There's there's only but so many of these that are coming up with original content. Right. There's there's only five or six of them. So you're either looking at HBO Max or you're looking at Netflix or you're looking at Hulu yeah. or you're looking at Disney Plus. Right. You right. know, and their original Apple TV's got some original content. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's more of them trying to pop up. Paramount, Paramount Plus yeah. and Peacock. You know, Peacock and, and there, there's other ones that are trying, but right now really HBO Max is really dominating. It's like and so now it's like, well, if you want to look for serious content it's it's back down to another five channels in a way and so it shouldn't be surprising to us the game of thrones or house of the dragon did as well as it did yeah considering the fact that hey it's on hbo max yeah and hbo max is like cbs hbo max is like nbc mm-hmm. like that's like a major network at this right. point right now right. um and so yeah you know very cool sure okay sorry so back to the show so Okay, I think we were having an interesting conversation just around the okay, how do we relate this to like, you know, real life? And you were talking about the Targaryens, their family, and the Game of Thrones, and the 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 aspect of power, divine right versus like a, your ability to rule or discipline and morality, and people thinking that they could do it better, but the Targaryens have the blood and the dragons, and like so. And that's kind of obviously what we're seeing in the show. We're seeing the Targaryens versus what we're calling the Greens, which are like the Hightowers and Alicent and Otto and all of them. So, yeah, like what? Go. I mean, I think there's a couple (laughs) of different ways, you know, that that it applies that I think is kind of cool. I think one of the ways to think about it is that, you know, I mean, for all of us who are Christians, for all of us, for all of us who believe in a higher power, for all of us believe that we have angels on our side, uh, somebody just say, Kayla, are you single? <laughs> so <laughs> for everyone that's saying, you know, yes. So for everyone who's saying, you know, who believes, yes, I, I'm, I have a prayer life. Right. I have angels on my side. I believe in the Holy Spirit or I believe in God or I believe in a higher power. In a sense, the Targaryens are this excellent example of kind of, sure, you've got your, a certain amount of discipline. Sure, you've got a certain amount of law. Sure, you have a certain amount of structure. But then you have this whole other superpower that can show up if if it has to yeah. and can breathe fire on a situation and can make something happen and and make something and bring a, a level of threat or a level of change. We see that right from the beginning. It's like Damon steals an egg and then, mm-hmm. you know, Rhaenyra's gets on her dragon. He has a dragon. You can mm-hmm. come with your soldiers all you want, but then his dragon shows up and is standing there. And it's nothing like, you can do. no, but there's nothing anybody can do. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah. and as much as he's there with his sword, doesn't mean he doesn't have, know how to fight. It doesn't mean he doesn't have weapons. It doesn't mean he's not armed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he hasn't practiced, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes we want... We want the dragon to do everything. No, 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 no. The, right. There's still a part that has to do with your discipline. It has to do with your ability to fight and yep. your ability to study and your ability to be disciplined and your ability yeah. to be strong. And early in the beginning, they're kind of like, yeah, but Damon can't rule. So just because you have a dragon doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to rule either. Right. So you still have to have qualities that make you worthy of leadership, but it certainly does help if you have a dragon. And I think that, you know, one of the things that's interesting kind of in my world, in the world of the clergy, is sometimes there's almost this battle between the people that are are 
fruitful versus the people that are faithful or the mm. people that are very gifted versus the people that are very disciplined. Right. So sometimes the church kind of, the church world can kind of err on which side do we want? Do we want really gifted people that may not necessarily be as whatever good or righteous or what? Sometimes we, we, we want power. We want gifting. We want anointing. Yeah. And if somebody's gifted and powerful and anointed, then we like that person. Sometimes the church world is like, yeah, no, that's bad. We want people that are trustworthy and people that we can, that are consistent and people that we can track what they're going to do. And it, sometimes it's an either or situation. I don't yeah. think it should be an either or situation, but sometimes it is. Yeah. And in a way, when Damon first came on the scene, when we first saw Damon, it's like, oh yeah, here's somebody with a dragon, but no life is his life's out of control you yeah, know right and then you've got his brother for series who's sitting on the throne he's got the family he's got the morals he's got the sense he's got the group but yeah. he has no dragon anymore mm -hmm. and so we're looking at this kind of total yeah, opposite balance and even right now it's like you know the greens you know the the, the high towers and all of them it's kind of like the fact that they've been able to get a kid with a dragon like that's just a game changer for them <laughs> yep you know, because, yeah. you know, all three of their kids have dragons. But right. yeah, but it's Even like when we when we look at Game of Thrones, it's like we're looking at people who have there's no power. There's no superpower. There's no magic. Right. There's no extras. That's what makes Daenerys so interesting because yeah. she can walk through fire. So it's clearly there's an anointing on her. There's a gift <laughs> on her. There's a power that she yeah. has. Yeah. She's able to mount up on wings like an eagle. <laughs> I'm saying she is, she has something that will breathe fire yeah. for her and empower her from the from behind. And the thing that's interesting about even Game of Thrones is, you know, when it first started, and I read the book, oh, but yeah. when it first started, the Starks, those Stark kids found those dire wolves. Mm -hmm. Dire wolves were in the book. They never made it that way in the in the yep. show, the way it was supposed to be in the book. In the book, they were wolves that they were wolves the size of horses. Mm -hmm. Like they were not the like wolves, like yeah. a little bit bigger than a German Shepherd. They were giant monster type things. Yeah. And it was kind of like, it made you feel like, oh, wow, maybe these Stark kids are going to have a superpower. Right. Maybe they're going to have an extra something. Yep. And I think that whether it was the book or whether it was just saying, hey, you know, dragons are going to be way more interesting. Let's go to dragons <laughs> and let's make it all about Daenerys and her dragons. Yeah. But I think that that is a part of some of it that's one no, of the first true. things that i kind of saw you it's know true. and it's like well i i think i definitely see that that like you know dichotomy i guess between renera and allison where allison is very by the book by the rules does what she's told does what she thinks is supposed to be done because she's you know trying to be lady at first now she's queen and all these things and renera is i mean she's chaotic she's rebellious she's young she's you know and so at first, it's like Allison is even trying to tell Renera, like, hey, you know, abide by some of these, like, these, you know, morals and these kind of customs because it's going to actually help you. And so we start to see when Renera is, I mean, she's having kids that ain't, right. you know, it's like yeah. it starts to actually lessen her ability to be, I mean, she's a woman. So, of course, there's that aspect of is she really going to be the heir or not? But we talked about that a little bit the other day of like, it kind of actually weakened her, her, um, yeah. Her, her claim. Her claim, yes, to the throne. Yeah, but I mean, I also think that, you know, another interesting thing to kind of think about it is, okay, so you choose this dragon in a way the dragon chooses you, and now you begin to have an, an effect on each other. 
it's not just your effect on the dragon, but it's the dragon's effect on you. Yeah. And a part of what we saw even in the last episode is it's something we almost had never seen before. But it was a little bit of a obey me, obey me, obey me. It's like all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, they're 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 on a the boys are on dragons and they're like, heed me, like do what I say. Yep. And it gives you a little bit of a glimpse of the fact that they are on a bit of a wild animal and that and they are on a they're on a dragon and the dragon does have its own will and does have its own mind. Mm -hmm. And so there's a certain amount of strength and a certain amount of power and a little bit of it that makes makes you not be able to control it. Right. And so I'm saying all that to say that maybe in a sense, being connected to a dragon gives you a little bit of that too. It's almost like mm -hmm. you're a little more wild. You're a little bit more predictable. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit. And again, to me, I think that this is another thing that we see in the world. Sometimes the people that are the most gifted and the most talented, sometimes they are the least disciplined. Sometimes yeah. they are the, the hardest to pin down. Sometimes they are the hardest to put into a box. Sometimes yeah, right. they are the ones, sometimes with great power also comes great risk. So you, if you're a risk taker, then you'll, you'll taking, you're taking risks. Yeah. And the same person that will stand up in front of everybody and be like, oh, wow, this a miracle is about to take place is the exact same person that will also kind of take a risk of people thinking, oh, nobody's going to know. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's like with that power, they all go together. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, you know, sometimes we see that it's like some of if we just think about some of the greatest artists that have ever lived, yeah. like we think about somebody like Prince or Michael Jackson or George Michael or any of these people. Sometimes with that great, great gift kind of comes a hole mm -hmm. and, and then they can't sleep and then they're doing yeah. drugs and there. It's like right. and some of those two things go together. Sometimes mm -hmm. the people that are most calm and the most normal and the most <laughs> sane and the most, you know, it's almost a lot of times it's like you find out and you hear their story later. They were doing drugs and they had, they was doing this, they were doing that. And they had all these demons like Johnny Cash. Right. It's like immense gift, amazingly, you know, Ray Charles, amazing gift. Watch his story. It's like you're finding out about his drug abuse. You find out about, it's like sometimes with that great gifting comes this great, you know, it's almost yeah. like with great pain comes you know, comedic power. I've, I've even heard them say mm -hmm. one of the most dangerous things that can happen to a comedian is for him to become overly comfortable because right. it's almost like from the pain comes the ability to tell the joke. That's why, mm -hmm. you know, the Jews were comedians or African-Americans have been right. comedians because right. it's like under all this oppression from that pain comes the ability to see it in a way. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, yeah. sometimes those two things go together, and I think that that's, that's something that is reflected in this. Yeah, it's true. I also like the idea of, okay, you're, you, you have a right to rule, but you also have a power behind you right. that will strengthen you to be able to rule. So I think that that's, that's yeah. a part of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I also think that, you know, when you think about the dragons and you think about um, kind of whether or not somebody's right to be in leadership. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 it was interesting to me that, you know, that just because you had a dragon didn't mean you could rule. Right. And, right. you know, but, you know, I think that, you know, sadly enough, you know, when you, you, you even in the people like, even in the people like Millicent, it's like there's, 
Allison, sorry. Mm -hmm. There's just a certain amount of naivete that goes along with kind of like, oh, it's going to be okay. Right. No, it's true. Like everything's perfect. Everything's overly good. Right. Because you're going to, and I think that's what, with her character, is a good point. Because with her character, I think that's what causes her to like get caught up in like adding to the fire because she's resenting Rhaenyra for the fact that she's done everything right and it didn't actually pan out because she thought if I do everything, you know, to the T, I'm going to get... I'm going to get, you know, the the result that I want. And right. so, um, I mean, I think it also kind of points to like, okay, so should somebody, should somebody have a job because the, sometimes it's almost like I'm reading a lot of discussions or looking, reading a bunch of articles on, oh, well, should somebody go to college at this point? Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading something from, uh, the Tesla guy. Um, neither one of our oh, brains uh, are working today. This tonight. I know what the heck, uh, Elon Musk. Musk, and he and it was like in this thing he was kind of saying, eh, probably ninety percent of people don't need to go to college. Like his his <laughs> point was that yeah. there's so many more ways to make money right. beyond just going to college. If you use the internet properly, use a computer properly, you can make a lot of money. Just because you go and get a four year degree doesn't mean you're going to come out. You have a greater yeah. chance of coming out with debt. And then a job that's not going to pay your ROI on your college and your experience is not going to be worth it. You Now you're $100,000 in debt for a job that pays you $50,000 a year. You would have been better off finding ways and skills and jobs on the internet to be trained in. And then, you know, and so there ends yeah. up being kind of this question of, well, what's the point of college? Mm-hmm. What's the point of the discipline of the reading? Mm-hmm. Is it? the scam just to get your money you know and so i mean i know i've said to to your brothers you know to you some too it's kind of like college to me is also about becoming it's Mm -hmm. about it's about being disciplined it's about reading it's about your mind changing i don't know if it's just about getting a job i think it's about you becoming an individual person and you becoming a complete person and you filling your head with thoughts besides just the thoughts from your generation or the thoughts that you have on your own or the thoughts of your friends or the thoughts of celebrities like your head is full of what you know kim kardashian thinks because (laughs) you've never read ovid so but you're not going to read ovid unless somebody makes you read ovid Mm -hmm. so you know it's kind of like to me you know, I don't know if college is necessarily about, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to school for four years and I'm going to come out and get this job. But I'm saying that in a sense, Musk's argument is, hey, if you have a really great talent and a really great gift, you don't really need to discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's kind of like, you know, in you've got the, the Allison's and the high towers and the greens and everybody in there. They don't have a they don't have dragons. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have to lead with with military might and strength and character and law and rule and strategy strategy and yeah. councils, you yeah. know, yeah. and then somebody with a dragon just can kind of just come through and just kind of take over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah. we see that all the time. It's, it's just the world that we live in. I mean, right now it's like we are, uh, there's significant parts of our world that are dominated by people that are immensely talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron James has a huge impact on the world because he has a dragon right and that dragon is that he's 6'9 240 fast can run can jump is one of the top five best basketball players of all time right okay Shaq has a dragon his dragon is that he was 7'3 and quick and fast and big and strong one of the most dominating centers mm-hmm. of all time it's just a dragon right you know 
Um, Beyonce has a dragon. Jay-Z has a dragon. It's like we are, you know, Drake has a dragon. What's his dragon? He has a gift. Yeah. He can write. He can, he can make people feel a certain way. So it's like we are immensely impacted by people that have talent. And we allow those people that have that talent to dictate how we live our lives based on whether or not they're qualified to lead at all. Right. So right. Dwayne Wade has a son who's transgender, and now it's like he's some kind of champion in the transgender world because he's allowed his son to decide he's not a boy who's a, and is a girl. And as much as I respect Dwayne Wade's right to love his son or his daughter or whatever his child is, the way he wants to love his child, I don't know if Dwayne Wade is qualified to lead us as a culture or as a society in this just because he's a basketball player. Yeah. But he has a dragon. Right. Right. His dragon was his speed. His dragon was his. It doesn't mean he didn't have to. It doesn't mean he didn't have to be disciplined. It didn't mean it doesn't mean he didn't have to go to school. He did. He had to get the right SATs. He had to go to school. He had to stay clean. He had to, you know, he had to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because there's tons of guys born with speed and quickness and jumping ability who never play in the NBA. Got you. But all I'm saying is, still, right. okay. Yeah. He had a dragon. And <laughs> now. You know, we're greatly influenced by the fact that he had a dragon. Wow. And, you know, I think that, you know, that the world that we live in is, is immensely impacted by people who are more talented and gifted than educated hmm. or intelligent. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, let's sit Tom Cruise down and let's t let Tom Cruise tell us how to live our lives. And the dude's an actor. Right. His job is to read other people's lines. Right. He's not a thinker. Yeah. So I'm not saying he doesn't have any thoughts, but um, yeah. so I, I think it's an interesting. No, it's a very interesting, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, would Donald analogy. Trump be president if, the, if it wasn't for the popularity of his shows, if it wasn't for the popularity right. of The Apprentice, if it wasn't for his entertainment value, if it wasn't for the fact that we're a little bit in awe of celebrity anyway. Donald Trump got to a level of celebrity and, and not, and, you know, his father was, was rich and left him money. And so he took the person that has more is given. So he had the dragon of his wealth, mm. but most people who are as rich as, as Donald Trump don't care about being famous. They don't care. They just, they're, especially if it's real estate and that kind of stuff, they don't care. Right. Okay. Even Mark Zuckerberg, somebody like him, it's like he doesn't, he never dresses up for the camera. He doesn't right. dye his hair orange. He's not, he doesn't, you know, whereas, you know, Donald Trump decided that with the wealth, he also was going to be someone that we were going to talk about mm -hmm. and put his name on towers. And, mm -hmm. and as a result of the dragon of his celebrity, along with his wealth, the guy ended up being king. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's had a, a tremendous impact on American culture. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he wins, he's definitely going to run again. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up president for another four years. Yeah. Um, just because of the impact of his celebrity. And I think we have to have a question. We have to ask ourselves the question of like, okay, well, Who's really allowed to influence culture and who's really allowed to tell us what to think? Now, we can be mad because it's because it's, you know, we can say, oh, no, 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 it's not Donald Trump. But mm -hmm. then, well, who's Whoopi Goldberg? Mm -hmm. She's on The View. I mean, yeah, she's an African-American woman. Great. Wonderful. She was a comedian. Not saying she's not smart. She is. Like, she's great. Nah, no shade men against Whoopi. Love her to death. 
But I just don't know if she's actually qualified. What did she have? She had a dragon. Right. She had right. a gift. She had a third eye. She saw the world in a humorous way. She became hugely, hugely popular. I mean, she wasn't dedicated or, or disciplined. I don't want to make the argument again. But I'm saying that yeah. the influence that she has on the world from her position. Mm -hmm. Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan was a football player. Right. Okay. If it wasn't for football, would we know who he was? Right. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, I think that in a way that's that's reflective of yeah, it. Yeah, it is. And I it's making me think, you know, the second thing I wanted to ask you about is like your thoughts on Viserys as king because he obviously gets this right. He gets this uh, you know, he gets to be king because of he's Targaryen, he's next in line. Um they skipped over Rhaenys because she's a woman and I mean, he 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 stumbled and struggled. I mean, he could we say he failed? Like, what did you what did you think of kind of how he handled that as a king and how that reflects? I feel like it reflects as a pastor, as a leader. But what what were your thoughts on that? Like, how would you kind of connect those two? Because I think they is a good bridge. I mean, again, I think they didn't spend a whole lot of time on this in the show, but but it's like. I mean, he did have a dragon at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like at one point, sure, you know, he's a Targaryen. Sure, he was kind of raised, you know, that once mm -hmm. it was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, somebody's going to get the throne. Whoever was king didn't have an heir. And so now it's going to come down to right. some one of them. And he's the the closest male heir. And I think an interesting thing for us to talk about that, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, we could, mm -hmm. is kind of, you know, because the show, it's interesting to me how the show tackles a lot of very modern issues that we're having today that right. we just kind of we just kind of go along with it we're just kind of like oh okay it's all right you know we don't we don't look at it um because the show is a glimpse into a world that's very patriarchal and very male dominated it's mm -hmm. very interesting how popular the show is mm -hmm. and how the show causes us to deal with the attitudes about women at the time mm -hmm. and the fact that women really were traded really used as, as a commodity and really were uh, used to really kind of secure power. Right. And uh, it's something that we kind of talk about, but it's interesting, the popularity of the show. It puts it right in our face. Yeah, You know, the fact that, yeah, if you're a woman, I mean, right from the beginning, it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what he says. You know, no one's going to accept you on the Iron Throne. It's right. just not you're something near, that's yeah. ever going to happen. Yeah. You're a woman, no one's going to want to follow you. Um, and so, in a sense, you know, we feel that at the end of Game of Thrones. It's like, mm -hmm. It's Daenerys, so yeah, it's great. But at the end of the day, there's just a certain amount of this is a lack of trust in women overall. And I think women are seen in that world as the weaker sex. I don't know if that's something. I know that's definitely something that women today, especially women in the feministic movement, do not want that felt. They don't want to feel like they they don't have the power to rule or they don't have the clarity to rule or they don't have the consistency to rule or they don't have the ability to make the strong decisions to do what needs to be done. Right. I felt like a part of the challenge of, of House of the Dragons was, I mean, here's Viserys is, is deciding, yeah, I don't care. My daughter's going to be queen. It, that's it. She's my heir. And it's almost like right off the bat, she's just, and, and, and I, mean, I guess, I guess we saw it a little bit in, in the princes as well, because, you know, Aegon's a little bit this way, although I've, I've got another explanation for that. But I, yeah, I do yeah. think that, it was very interesting that, you know, here he's kind of gone on the line to decide to make his daughter heir. He's determined to stick to that, mm 
to that notion, even when he has a son. He's like, well, yeah, but I, I'm, I said it's going to be my daughter and it's going to be my daughter. Mm-hmm. And in a way, she kind of doesn't live up to it. And right. she, and she's, she's, there's, there's, she's wrestling about who to marry. She struggles. It takes so long that by the time they make an alliance, the alliance is not... I don't think it was the best decision. I think there were better guys that she could have chosen if she hadn't been so just being belligerent or just being in her emotions and being in her feelings. And I think that that in and of itself is a notion that kind of wars against the idea of can a woman be president or can a woman be CEO? It's can she make the rational decision? Women are seen more as emotionally yeah. driven and heart driven than rational than rationally driven. Yeah. Now here we are saying, listen, you got to marry for the good of the empire. Mm-hmm. Maybe it bothers men, but it's it bothers her so much as a woman that she's putting it off and she's not doing it. And she's not, yeah. and then she ends up marrying somebody who isn't really a very good choice because. And as much as he has the connections because of his orientation, it opens her up to really her throne is not secured because of this whole thing that ends up happening with her. And so if she could have had the clear, I know she was young, but you understand what I'm saying? No, I I do. I think, I think though, just, uh, I think I saw it differently. I mean, I think she, she's dealing with not, I don't think it's an emotionality issue. I think she's actually struggling with, even if she is queen, she's still kind of in this gender role of like, of having kids and being, and watching her mother die of childbirth, I think really, really affected her. So I think she's kind of putting it off out of this fear because that's what she says to Damon in that that episode. And he's like, well, you can't live by that fear. And that's when she's kind of like, okay, yeah. But, but no, I think I think it's interesting, and I think the thing about Viserys when he and I think this connects to with I don't know I think pastors leaders maybe is like I think he holds on to this to this belief that Rhaenyra is gonna be queen because he originally thinks okay he has this there's this song of ice and fire prophecy that he's sure. sticking to so hard that he just he heard or he had a dream he read about and he had a dream that he was gonna have a son so he first pushes his wife to have you know, this fifth kid that doesn't is still born again. So he loses his wife, you know, and so he's like, okay, I was wrong. So she must be it. She must be the answer to the prophecy. And he struggles in that one episode, like where he's getting drunk and then maybe it is Aegon and he's kind of stressed because he's like, did I read the prophecy wrong? Am I like not, you know, kind of abiding by what the Lord told me and he's all stressed out and it's like Viserys, you can't see it's almost like he can't even like see straight with what's going on in front of him because of this, this dream. And so I, I don't, I don't know. I find that an interesting connection as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it could be hard when you're leader of a company, like we've seen this in a, in like a show like succession or just in Mm -hmm. real life. It's like, there are people who, you know, there's a way that they feel about their children and they're going with that decision. Yeah. How many people have been upset because they're working for the boss's son or for the boss's <laughs> nephew or right. the boss's daughter or the boss's, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't just happen in the church. It definitely happens in the church world, but it, it happens in the world mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And when somebody says, well, this is, a, I have a feeling about this person or I believe in this person's ability to be a leader in this particular situation. Right. And I think there's been a lot of, there's a lot of failure that happens as a result of that. Yeah. There's a lot of organizations that fail, a lot of businesses that don't do well. There's business 
businesses that do do well. Okay, mm -hmm. there are where, you know, Henry Ford starts it and he hands it off to his son and his son takes it to another level and his son takes it to another level. It, it is possible. But there's also tons of stories in which nepotism is extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. Now, we're looking at, you know, the, their, the, the royal line. So right. it's like, you know, because I think that if we're going to focus just on House of the Dragons, the truth of the matter is that he does make a mistake mm -hmm. because she sh she shouldn't be queen. I don't I don't I don't think she should be. I think, you know, it as long as that was it was it was his only heir. He never thought he was going to have another child. And um, the minute he was remarried and the minute he had a son, he should have said, yeah, it's going to be my son. It. it the, the part of the reason why we're dealing okay. with all yeah. of the issues, so if we're trying to figure Aegon. out what happened with the Targaryens, like we're looking from Game of Thrones, right. how did they lose it? Well, yeah. this is a part of it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, right yeah. now, the, the, the empire is being thrown into war, and a significant aspect of it is simply because of his de determination to, let's, he, sh he should have listened to his advisors, he should have listened to the people around him, he could have married... Renera could have, she she could have married Lannister when Jason Lannister came and said, "Listen, it's not going to be a a very big fall from her station." It wouldn't. Yeah, she could have been used to solidify this the throne. It, it that could have been the role that she could have been the wife of a very big house. She could have still had her dragon. But this all of this saying, stuff now. Right now, we've got Targaryens okay. versus Targaryens because Viserys was just too determined to make his daughter queen when there's never been a queen before yeah. and he's it, it, i get it if he doesn't have right. a son but, he but a son. her aunt cousin told her from the beginning girl you are never gonna be queen get it in your head right. nobody right. should have been queen like me and if they didn't give it to me they're not gonna Maybe, get it yeah, to you so get true. over yourself the minute he had a little boy he should have been like oh hey everybody listen i Love my daughter to death, but if my job is to secure the kingdom and to secure the future, then I need to, I need to not just pick who I like, but I need to pick who everyone is going to, who everyone Everyone's is going to be back behind. And it was but proven people, on the show when he okay. stood that little dude up and the hall is full and he said, it's going to be my son. Everybody's like, yay, because even in, in their world, yeah. their world is still very masculine run. So you, because some people watch are watching the show and they think, and I, I don't want, I'm saying this because I want you to, I know how you're going to answer, but <clears throat> some people watch, I think, watch the show and see how Aegon became and are like, see, exactly. He was right. Like he shouldn't have named him heir because Aegon is crazy. He's like, he's crazy. He's off the rails. He's. They're looking for him. They're like, no, we're gonna make you king, and he's literally running away. He has, he has bastard kids everywhere. He's sexually assaulting people at like, you know, a teenager. I mean, he's a hot mess. So they're they're looking like, right. So actually, maybe Viserys prophecy, feeling that prophecy was so. This is Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra is the answer to the, you know, Song of Ice and Fire is right because Aegon is, he's not fit to be king, at all. I mean, again, I mean, but I, we could just as easily look at the causality of it because, he, I mean, here you are, okay, so here you're Aegon, you're born, right? And by the time you wake up, you have an older sister. There's never been a queen before. You're, everybody around you is just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, once, it's your firstborn son. I mean, daughters, thank you, but if you have a son, it's never been the firstborn. It's your firstborn son. So now you're the firstborn. Firstborn son ever born in the world that doesn't get to be king. 
So it's hard for you to take that as, it's hard for you to not take that as something must be wrong with you. There must be something in the, inherently mm. off with you wow. and you feel rejected. It's like even in the carriage, he's, he says to Allison, yeah, he never liked me. So if you feel like he never liked you, if you feel like he always rejected you, if you feel like he liked Renera more than you, then that's going to make you crazy. It's going to make you off the rails. It's going to make you drunk. It's going to make you go crazy. It's going If you're never being raised to be king from the beginning, if from his first breath, if Viserys had say, oh, well, got a son, he's going to be king. And from the minute he was two, his every waking breath was, you're going to be king. And he had been trained to be king. Sure, of course, Amon wants to be king because Amon has no chance to be king. Mm -hmm. Everybody who has no chance of being king can say, well, I want to be king. Of course you want to be king, dude. You have no chance of being king. But here's you got, here's the person who should be king and isn't going to be allowed to be king just because Viserys just got it in his head that he's going to do something different. I know all the women are like, yes. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Finally, somebody that chooses the woman. But in their world, that's not the case. That's not the world that they live in. Otto is like, tells Allison, listen, this this realm is going to be set ablaze. If you no think, one is going to accept her. If you think it's for a second, the only way for her to be accepted is if your kids are killed. He's right. You've had sons, girl. You're doomed. You 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 are gonna have to play this game right because yeah. whose fault is this? It's Viserys's fault. Aww. He doesn't listen to he his hand. His was... hand is telling okay, him. Okay, now wait a minute. Now Otto, Otto was in it for himself from the minute. Kayla, Otto was, was smart. Everybody no, was trying to do but that. But no, but he should have. I know she was a little baby. I know she was a baby. But I think he really should have married. Uh, Lena, I know she was two years old, but the Valerians are the, the the second strongest house in the realm. They already have dragons. You're not giving your dragons to another house. That's our. That's the problem. And Otto knew that. So Otto was like, uh, "But but your argument, we're gonna get the High Towers dragons. But your argument, three houses that got but dragons. But your argument makes no sense. <laughs> what do you mean? Because what if he had got a boy out of her? We'd still be exactly. right here. No, but. We'd oh, still be in this exact same situation. But it, yeah. Because Corliss wants the throne too. Corliss is on that council. Uncle the Corey. whole thing between him and his wife is she's just like, I gave up on the throne a long time ago. He was trying to get one of his kids on the throne. Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to get on that throne. Everybody knows right. Rhaenyra can't keep that throne. <laughs> and then she proves that she can't keep the throne Let's because about it. she starts dancing on her back with... <laughs> With this, this dude strong. over here, okay. I mean, it's like, yeah. girl, drink the tea, okay. <laughs> you can't bring into the earth three white, dark-haired babies. <laughs> this isn't going is to black. Your husband With is a negro. <laughs> Not only is he a negro, he is a silver-haired negro. That's special, <laughs> That's okay. Special. So it's like if you got if if I mean. She on you are supposed to be bringing forth silver haired new and their genes are strong okay <laughs> damon is his 
Damon is as white and blonde as possible. And them baby girls. And them baby girls need, they need grease. They need love. They need, they got lace fronts. They got lace fronts. But you know what? I was hype. I was like, they got braids. One of them had, one of them's hair, but the other girl, no, her hair was knotted. She had bantu knots. So it's just, them, them black jeans are strong. What you think you know, know every time you pull bring a baby out here? What are you doing? <laughs> you, yeah, do you duty, understand that duty versus passion? Do you understand time. how your your throne is barely secure? <laughs> okay. You are the going, you're trying to be the first queen ever, and you're gonna start birthing some white man's children when you marry to a Negro. <laughs> I mean, girl, come on. Drink the tea. Drink the tea. The masters girl. have the tea. Drink the tea. <laughs> My true. gosh, go drink the tea. And just, well, I guess you won't be able to have a, a, a child until you can get some, some juice out of that dude somehow. <laughs> because at the end of the day, yeah. you know, I mean, but yeah. no, now she's fighting. Now she got to stand here. Yeah. And lie. Yeah. Just lying. Yeah. And if the whole system is based on honor and duty and doing the right thing, yeah. okay, and she is an example of not keeping that honor, mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do. You can't fight that. You can't stop it. Of course the, the, of course the Targaryen boys, of course Viserys' sons are going to be like, these dudes are strong. Of course, they're going to be that <laughs> way. you like, you looking real strong over there. Y'all looking real strong over here. <laughs> and we're going to be all mad at them like they're jerks. No, the truth yeah. of the matter is that they've been raised in they've the world. Raised, yep, yep. To, to, because at some point, somebody's going to make them marry somebody they don't necessarily want to marry to strengthen the kingdom. They yep. don't have any choices in who they get to be with. Yeah. And yep. so you can't, you can't. Tell them that that's what they have to do. And then let somebody over here clearly flaunt it. It's so true. It's not going to work. Yep. Yep. And you know, it's interesting because it's making me think towards the end. I think that all that we just talked about is kind of the cause of little baby Luke. Spoiler alert, y'all. Little baby Luke walked up in there. Because here's the thing. He walked in there. The, the high towers had strategy. Like, we're going to get ahead. Of, first of all, we're going to get ahead of this. Second of all, we're going to bring Aemond in here and give the Baratheons a betrothal. We're going to have this whole thing set up. And they send Luke in there with just a message and his little Hot Wheels toy car dragon. <laughs> it's like they're not used to having to, you know, you, you see all the more reason of how Viserys, but definitely Rhaenyra's, don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, her auntie comes already joined with the with the uh valerians how did that work that right. didn't work for her she didn't end up on the throne you're right so now here you are you trying to be the first queen wait wait hold up hold up hold up <laughs> your auntie right. cousin your auntie straight. cousin married a, a silver-haired negro okay <laughs> with the sea and the power and the blue blue of the don't navy don't be coming at uncle cory like that <laughs> whatever okay we have the navy we have the butt Okay, so she did that. How'd that work for her? Yeah. Did not get the throne. Yeah. Okay, so now what are you going to do? You're going to marry her son, and you know the dude don't like women? <laughs> <laughs> are you crazy? You had all oh, kinds man. of people. If you if you were going to marry, marry for strength. Yeah. 
You ain't, oh, you're not in love. Good, cool. Then make the best decision that you can and marry. She could have married one of them, Lan them Lannister dudes. Them dudes got gold, them golden lions. She could have married them. But we know she could have went and got a star. She could have went and got a star. She could have went and got a Baratheon. Somebody with a with a beard and a beer belly and a gut and a that fights boars. She could have. <laughs> but no, she's so iffy and so upset about how well, this is beneath her and this is boring yeah. and I want to go ride on my dragons and I just okay, I so don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. I can't believe women barely stand for the show because she's such an example of why sometimes people feel like, yeah, see, this is why a woman can't be king because she can't do what's supposed to be done. She comes, she, she comes. Come, I don't think it's about her being a Viserys girl. is an example of, well, you a do Targaryen being a princess being all. Listen, Alicent Dunn did everything she could. She has tried her hardest and all three of her kids are crazy. <laughs> all three of them. It's like, I don't know when you're raised in that space, you're just kind of like, all right, she's just, she's chaotic. She's watched. She's got the blood of the dragon. I don't know. It's like she starts waking up to like, okay, let me, yeah, let me marry, let me marry this dude my dad's telling me to marry. Let me get it together. She did try with him. You know, I think there would have been ways that it could have worked with the Valerians. I think sticking it in, staying within the family of the, you know, we already have dragons with them, all this kind of stuff. Again. But, okay, here's my thing. Do you think that her, well, I'm kind of, it's deep in the show, but should she have just married Damon? What did you what did you think of that relationship? I mean, again, here's whole... another example of of us just loving a show that has something in it that we're just we're, we, we're just like, we're just gonna look we're, away. Listen, we're more than okay. We're, well, not we, but people we're, are more than okay. We're just gonna be to like, oh, okay, this. you know, it's all right. I mean, yeah. R. Kelly's in jail, okay, and <laughs> he and I'm not saying he shouldn't be. He, he should be. Yeah, he should be. Okay. I mean, I don't, you know. But, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, my, I'm going to, yeah, well, well, Viserys, who are you going to marry? Why don't you marry this little girl over here? And, and somebody comes baby. around the corner who's, you know, ting, 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 <laughs> playing on her Pause. toy piano. <laughs> Pausing her Disney, <laughs> Disney Playhouse Disney episode. Ah, ah, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, like, how old is my, she? My daddy says that they are the biggest dragon <laughs> in the whole world. It's insane. And like she comes around and she's like she's saying to him i mean yeah i'm now i'm gonna give you some kids all the wait till Cheers. i'm 14 it's like 14 it's like crazy we're just we're like oh yeah and marry the, marry the little baby marry the nine-year-old sounds great or oh yeah go marry your niece go <laughs> marry your <laughs> go marry your cousin Come on stage said he was looking at her like she was thick i was yeah. like Aegon is married. Aegon's maybe literally married to his maybe the reason why he's running around out in the out in the uh, streets, streets making babies is because he's married to his crazy sister who's like there's a beast under the boards. <laughs> what is wrong with her? What what happened to that girl playing with spiders and trying to find centipedes? Listen, she was operating the prophetic. You oh my understand. gosh, give me a break! All I'm saying is that you marry these two together. What are you thinking? Yeah. This is. This is insanity. It's so, insane. you know, I mean, Damon and Rhaenyra's together. Uh, what do you think's gonna, how do you think that's going to pan out? Because. Uh, listen, again, again, right? 
All because she couldn't do what she was supposed to do. <laughs> she was supposed to do her duty. Okay. Duty <laughs> Marry somebody fashion. strong. Okay. Yep. Yep. Get one of them Lannister boys. Get that big boy. That big old. You see that big strapping Lannister boy? And look, at them, and look at them little midget kids she had. <laughs> My Lord, help me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not them, midget. Them, them little dudes who were all that. like. I mean, even when the. When he walked in, he's like, I have a message. It's like, dude, hasn't your voice changed yet? Get some bass in your voice, Luke. What are you, and the five? Thing, you, know what, you know what's interesting about them is like, I almost, because we were talking about this earlier too, is like, I almost wish that they, that she wasn't just lying to them too about, they're bastards, right? Because you made a good point earlier about like that word bastard and the connotation it has and how sometimes those kind of people end up finding this like, I don't know if it's they need to prove something or they need to like work obviously work harder than other people to get where they want to be even the kind of second son thing of it like how amen and even damon and right. the valerians it's like the success of of you know bastards i guess kind of was kind of a hard word to say but yeah it's i think it's an interesting thing that maybe would have helped them to kind of like i don't know maybe put a fire under them a little bit but I mean, I again, it's a, it's just an interesting idea. It's yeah. a it's a very interesting concept that kind of has reflections on just you know it's it, this is the issue that sometimes people have with the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. It's like which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Is it is it environment or is it nature or is it nurture? Which one is it? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, in that particular world, it's like if you don't have a family that claims you, if you don't, there's there's almost there's no freedom. The, the, the world isn't free enough for you to be like, yeah, it doesn't matter how I was born. It doesn't matter how I started. It doesn't matter how I got here. For everybody that's watching this show, it's like, yeah, how you got here doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. It's what you're supposed to do now. Your mama decided to have you. God decided to send you. You actually are able to walk in your purpose. It doesn't matter how you got here. It's not, it's not your fault how you got here. And so we have created a world and a society where in which, yes, how you were born or whether or not your parents were married together has no impact on who you are as an individual person. And I think that that's a great world to live in. Mm -hmm. I think we have to fight, we have to find a way to be okay with that while at the same time still honoring the importance of family and connection and relationship. And sometimes we, we, you know, it's like there's a ditch on either side of the road and we're going to go all one or all the other, mm -hmm. you know, but I think that, Let's not get it twisted, okay? This is all Renera's. This is Renera's fault. <laughs> this is just her fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. She's just not smart, and she just didn't do a good job. And she came off like she was going to be smart. Mm -hmm. She came off like she was trying to fight right, but she should have known. She should have known better. If yep. Otto mm -hmm. can say to, to Allison, "Girl, you need to wake up. Get yourself together." You got to realize you're in for a battle, okay? The next episode, she's grown, and she's a whole nother person. Yep. Okay? Now, here is Renera. She's is been raised to be queen. She should have been, though. She should have been, had it. She should have been, had her head together yeah. and know what she needed to do to secure her throne. The minute she was named heir, she should have been like, oh, okay, we got to be about this. All right. Yeah. We got to figure out, well, I'm trying to be the first queen ever. Oh, no, no. I got to get me somebody strong up in here. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I know she was young, but still, yeah. you know, um, there was tons of suitors. 
dudes was people were coming across the seas from mm -hmm. ships with all kinds of armies and battles and this and that. Yeah. And for her to settle for for a Corliss for Corliss's son, even though she she I mean she was young when she settled. Mm -hmm. So if she was young enough to settle, then she could have settled for a better choice. If you're going to settle, then pick somebody strong. Pick somebody that you could actually have their kid. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's interesting, too, because I think even she, it's not just the the settling thing, but it's it's the, when she makes that mistake, well, I'm considering a mistake with Kristen Cole, because now Kristen, who was in her, he was in her team. Has now switched over to the greens because he's so resenting, you know, her just kind of throwing him to the side, which, you know, we're watching it. Like, Christy, that was one of the saddest things of the Christy show, Cole, how they just turned that dude. One minute that villain. dude was cool. <laughs> one minute that dude was on point. One minute that dude was chill. And the next I minute know. he just turned into a total punk. So like hatred. he just they made him a hater so quick. So I've never bad. I've never changed so quick about Same. a character I was like, I don't think ever I ever, in my life. I was so team. When Strong Kristen punched Cole. him in the mouth, I'm like, whoop that dude's ass. I was so <laughs> mad. I'm like, yes, give him because he's so salty and he's so, so petty. hurt and so small. Oh my gosh, he got on my nerves. Yeah. You know, but but it's like, yo, Renera, I mean, she should she's the one who initiated with him. She no sure one, did. No one good and well, she's not moving to no Essos with him to have sell spice and oranges. She's I'm like, I, girl, why again, did you even start again, this? Again, proof that Viserys needed I mean, listen, just like his skin was falling apart and his body was flaky. So was his brain. So in his, his mind. I think there was an interesting thing that you said earlier that I think also kind of has ramifications on the world that we live in. And that's kind of the balance of kind of love and duty, kind yeah. of passion versus being responsible. Mm -hmm. Bless you. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You know, I know there's a lot of shows that you like, like Married at First Sight or Love is Blind. You know, love is Blind. And I think, And I think that there's definitely you know, questions in the world around, you know, the whether or not the marriage for love or the freedom to choose yeah. as a human relationship experience, whether experiment, whether or not that's been successful or not. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... God, What's going on? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I, I think that there is, there's enough data now mm -hmm. for us to really question how stuff how people are chosen how they choose to be with each other yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i think that that's the other thing that's interesting about the show it's like we're looking at a world in which people don't really have choice and i think that that's another thing that i think people and certainly women kind of uh, they 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 identified with Renera as a character because mm. they're looking at it from their 21st century Western perspective of, oh my God, you know, I don't want my father choosing somebody for me, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've teased you, you know, <laughs> I've been like, keep messing around with me, Kayla, with your fly little self. <laughs> I'm going to choose somebody for you. I'm going <laughs> to go get it. I'm going to make a dating I'm going to make a tour, make I'm, me go on a tour. Yep, I, I'm going to... I'm going to make a profile. You ain't got no dating profile. I'm going to make right. a dating profile and I'm gonna dude's going to show up. Me. I'm a catfish and dude's <laughs> going to show up and I'm going to be That's like, yeah, insane. sit down. Let's have a conversation. How you doing? 
Well, so uh, literally run, but okay. Exactly. What I'm saying is there are women who are like, can you believe that? Never got you. That's why you identify with Renera so much because you're looking at it from that perspective of, oh my God, I hate that. Yeah. I get that. But I think it's much more likely that if you've been trained Mm -hmm. and taught that that's what you're going to do from the minute you are born. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are shaped to know that that is going to be your duty. I think it's far-fetched to think that you are going to, it's easy for us in our Western world and our freedoms to be like, oh yeah, that must've been the most horrible thing ever in the world. Mm -hmm. It's way more likely that there were people who were like, yeah, this is my duty. Like, yep, this is what I have to do. Like I have to, yeah, I have to help secure my family. And this is something that I'm, and it's only in this modern world of, oh no, that's not right. You should have choices um, that we're able to look at that and be like, oh, that's not fair. And I'm not saying it was fair, but in their world, it's like my favorite movie, Django. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love the movie. I watch it every, I I watch it at least once a year. Mm -hmm. I love it. I just don't know how realistic it is. I don't know how realistic it is to think that there's a guy I mean, we're talking about the 1800s. After 400 years of slavery, I don't know if black people were that committed to each other. I think we. I think you just got to a place where you had to wear each other a little bit loosely. Yeah. I think the idea of, oh, I'm going to go find my wife. I mean, it's a romantic story, one of my favorite movies of all time. But I just don't know if it's that realistic. I think it's easy to look at that through the 21st century and be like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. he's going to go find his wife. I think what's... The idea of, oh, yeah, now what am I going to do? I'm going to Mississippi. What are you, are you crazy? No, you're not. Right. You have no idea. There's no phone. There's no internet. You can't read. You, you How are you going to find her? She could be anywhere. She could be on any plantation. No, you're not. No, that's not something you're going to do. It would never even dawn on you to do that. If you are third, fourth generation, fifth, sixth generation slave, you find yourself free your your assumption is going to be she is dead she is gone i got to move on yeah you know and i think in the exact same way you know the idea that a woman a girl is going to grow up in this and then at come of age and be like no i just don't <laughs> know if that's realistic i yeah. think that there are things that are taught and we shape our children and we shape them to be who they're supposed to be people who yeah. are racist were taught racism mm-hmm. from when they were babies no one's born a racist, okay? Yeah. And the same is true with Christianity. The same is true with being a Muslim. The same is true with being an atheist. The same is true with being a Jew. You're taught that from your from your childhood, that you're Catholic. It's difficult to break out of the Catholicism if that's what you've been raised in from, from being a tiny little baby. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah. I, it's an interesting lesson that Renera might be showing us because i think it depends on how the the show ends like if it ends with renera winning like from what you just said it might be interesting that people will see this kind of like she kind of she fumbled the entire first half or whatever you want to say like she she really should be losing like she kind of deserves to be losing right now and if she does end up winning out in the end of this dance of the dragons that's about to happen it kind of shows people see like it's 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 all it's all right, you know. It, you you still it's like is that a good thing or should she like I don't know. It's it's like an interesting thought. And I think that's the other thing about Allison. It's like 
we can look at Allison, right? And we can say whatever we want to say about her, but it's kind of like she didn't have any choices. Yeah. She ended up sleeping with this old man. <laughs> she ended up sleeping with this dude who, I mean, who was basically rotting yeah. on while he was with her. There's, I mean, can you imagine what his, did you see his breath at the, did you see his teeth at the end? It's like, did you see the scene where she's just laying on her back and she's just looking yes, at him? Like, yes. And he's just like, I mean, I, in myself, I'm like, dude, you don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> you want to talk about Viserys. It's like, what a loser that dude is. I know. I, mean, I don't have to have any experience. Everybody else knows how to somehow make somebody happy, but you don't know. <laughs> How to make some? You got a young thing in front of you, and you're like, well, "I just guess I climb a board." It's ridiculous. Give me a break, dude. She's saying nothing, and you just you just don't, you just focusing on yourself, just uh, thinking so about you, just being selfish. You look at her. She's literally she's like, disassociating. Hi. He's like, "Oh, are you good? Yeah. I mean, are you done? Almost. I'm almost there. <laughs> this is what a loser he is. Serious is just." My God, and it just lived way too long. I'm like, will you die already? My gosh, how 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 many times are we gonna leech you? They leech that dude every, every week. Every episode, I'm like, he's still there. My That's God. crazy. The leeches here. was like, ah, time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Them leeches oh, royal. Lord. They died royally. Okay, <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. And so I'm just like, yeah. so here's Allison, right? right. She did that. She yeah. did her duty. She did. She birthed some children of the actual king. Yep. She's right. Yep. Yeah. They should be on the throne. Yeah. And what did what does what has Renera done? Yeah. It's it's very interesting. It's what makes the show so good, but it's what makes like yeah, what what we're talking about. It's so fascinating because it's like, yeah, she's in right standing by by the book. She's in right standing. And yes, Renera has the the dragon, the anointing, the blood, you know, but she hasn't done everything right. So it's like oh, who deserves to win? Who deserves to come right. out successful in this? Right. Um, it's I think that's why people are so obsessed with the show but i think that's why they relate to it and and are drawn to it um and even kind of the aspect of like how far are you willing to go to kind of get what you want or like to be successful in that and their ruthlessness of, of it all too yeah and seeing how renera is gonna actually okay wake up like once luke is gone you her she's like she turns around she's like all right Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel for her. I do. Yeah. You know, and I and I can absolutely identify with that because we're none of us are perfect, right. and we all have made mistakes, and we all need grace and mercy, and we all are are, are grateful for our dragons, and we're all mm -hmm. excited about the power that we have that enables us to do the things that we do and the gifts that we have. Absolutely, no doubt about it. But I think that again, that's the other thing that's interesting about this whole thing is that it's not like she's battling against somebody that's not a Targaryen. I know. Her brother is a Targaryen. Yep. And he has a dragon. Brother. And he has a dragon. Yep. So it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, Damon has a dragon, she has a dragon, 
Aegon has a dragon. Amond has a dragon. These A's names. My I God, know. it's just too much. And she has a son named Aemon. They all have dragons. So it's kind of like, well, yeah. <clears throat> you know, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. And, you know, now she's going to, I mean, you know, she's yeah. she's about to go down this whole line. And it's very interesting how she was, you know, she was in a situation where, you know, maybe she could have just said, look, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys don't have to worry about me. Come bow the knee. Uh, Al, uh, you know, um, Allison said, listen, we're going to give you, we're not going to just come kill you. We're going right. to give you an opportunity. Yeah, come yeah. down here, bow the knee. Your sons will be in this particular, believe me, they'll be, they'll be at court. They'll be honored. They'll be serious. Everybody's going to grow up. They're all kids right now. They're going to get it. They, right. you know, um, but of course, you know, she almost can't do that. She's almost got a course of action just as a result of decisions that she's made. Mm. And who amongst us can't deal with that or can't relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a certain amount of decisions that we all make that um, create a world for us. I think, you know, it's like it's it's almost like a question of, you know, well, what's better is it the is it the perfect will of God or the permissive will of God for mm -hmm. anyone that's a Christian? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like which which one am I in? You mm -hmm. know, and I know for me in my experience, it's it's like life is what you make it. Yeah, and you know, it's it's David going to fight Goliath but having five stones. Mm -hmm. um, and right. I, you know, I heard people say. Oh, he had five stones because Goliath had brothers. I'm like, yeah, that, that <laughs> preach is nice. But I think he had five stones because he, he went there prepared to miss. Right. Um, I recently had a, a pretty inter a very entering, interesting interaction with this guy named Wes Stafford who ran um, Compassion yeah. International mm -hmm. for 45 years or something and turned it into a billion dollar. It's amazing. It's just one of the most fascinating men I've ever met in my life. Yeah someone who was raised in Africa the first 15 years of his life and wow. grew up with slings. Right. And from a little kid, fighting baboons off of the cornfields with his sling. Wow. And he told us that the first time he heard the David and Goliath story, he basically, him and his friends were like, yeah, Goliath was outgunned. Mm. Like, the person who was at a disadvantage was Goliath. Wow. He was saying that him and his friends, when they, when they were told that Goliath was nine feet tall, they got a bamboo tree and they climbed up it nine feet and they shaved it off and they put like a plate up there. And they used to just, with their slings, practice hitting that spot on that tree <laughs> over and over and over. They said they could do it so much, they were so good at it, that it wasn't, it wasn't enough to do a standing still. You had to run and do it. Wow. So they're saying somebody with a sling and stones, is it's almost like bringing a gun to a knife fight. Sure, Goliath is standing there with his with his shield and his spear and his sword, but a, a sling's a pretty serious weapon in that in that moment. Right. Um, and you know, to them, as much as much as they were like, "Oh, God did it," but they were like, "No, David did it." And so, yeah. anyway, his argument was the reason why David picked five smooth stones is because if you see good ammunition, you always put it in your pouch. He's like, they're just walking around, and if they see a good rock, they're like, oh, my God, a perfectly good rock. They're going to put it in their pocket. Yeah. You don't let good ammunition go when you have the opportunity to have it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just saying all that to say that as annoyed as David was, there's still a certain skill. Yeah. There's still a certain ability 
there's still a certain strength. There's still a mastery of a skill that goes along with that. Yep. Um, and those two things together is a part of what made him king. And so I think yeah. that, you know, all of us have to deal with our human side. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. And so, you know, David fought Goliath, but he didn't fight him for free. And so, you know, there is a, all of us are saying, okay, well, what's going to be done for the one that slays this giant? Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a part of what I love about House of the Dragons. It's kind of like, you know, the, the people with, with this power, people with this fire, people yeah. with this, this, all of us who have this, we know that there's, that we, there's angels that are fighting on our behalf, mm. that it, all of us, we, that still doesn't mean that we don't have to do the best. And none of us are worthy. We all have sinned. Yep. We all have fallen short. We all have problems. We all are imperfect. Yep. Um, but we have to, you know, yeah. we, we can rest and trust and know that there's this power. I love the fact that it's kind of, it's it's given to them at birth and it kind of hatches with them mm -hmm. and it's it answers just to them. Yeah. I kind of love a bond that. There. I love that. I yeah, love the idea that. Yeah, you know, he knows my name, I, mm. you know, and that there's yeah. there's something that's specific for me. There's a gift yeah. that's specific for me. There's a power that's tailor-made to mine. I don't have to be mad about anybody else's talent or gifting or skill mm. or ability. Me as me, this guy that I am, I don't have to be mad at anybody else's success or anybody else's because yeah. I have my own dragon, you know, yeah. and my dragon may not be as big as theirs, right. but that's okay. I'm okay. still in the air. Yeah. Wow, I love that. You know? Yeah, so good. I still can fly. It still yeah. can take me distances, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think I have to be careful with my dragon. Mm. You yep. know? <laughs> yep. I have to be careful with my dragon. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I can't take it for granted. Yeah. I think Absolutely. one of the sad things about, you know, um, Daenerys was just, she had three dragons. Yep. Yep. And, you know... Three. She didn't have one. She had three and ended up losing them, you know, and came and ended up down to one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, you know. That's true. But anyway, you know, I, I think that the show is extremely interesting. It is. Very, very good show. It's a very good show. I also like the fact that I know I was a little hard on Corliss and the Valerians, but I like the fact that they interviewed some black people. I was going to say, people. we didn't even say that. Yeah, I the like fact the fact that they that have this. black people is is amazing, and I think too, I, I love that they chose the Valerian house for them because when we, when you hear Corliss in episode two talk about it, he talks about how you know we're we are the we are the we could be the strongest house, but right. because we've always been overlooked, we're always the second. We're not target. You know, we don't have the right blood. We don't have the Targaryen blood. We've always had to fight to be where we are, to have what we have, to, to be, you know, rulers over the ships and the, the narrow sea and all these things. I thought that was really fascinating that they chose black people for that house. Yeah, and I love the fact that the fact that they're black is never mentioned. It's not, it's not it's like true. anybody talks about it. It's not like, mm -hmm. it's not like when they come to Rhaenyra, she's like, oh my God, what? You want me to marry the black person? <laughs> It's not True. like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like yeah. when they come to Viserys and they're saying, yeah, marry Corliss's daughter. He's not like, yeah, no, I don't really like black people. It's, there's no nope. mention of that. It's nope. almost like, you know, they're they're different and they're, they're people of color. And it's just kind of like 
what does it have to do with it? Yeah. It's a it's a glimpse into a world that would be wonderful. It'd be an amazing sure world be. if the color of your skin mm. had no impact on whether or not somebody wanted to be connected with you or joined with you or right. you know, in in relationship with you. And yeah. um that they still had a strong house and you know, that they that they did have they did have power, you know. Because yeah. they had dragons too. Yep. You know, they well. had the sea, they had the ships, but they also had dragons. So, you know, that was another thing that was really cool. Yeah, I loved that. That was cool yeah. about the show. Yeah, I liked yeah, that too. I liked that as well. I just think that it deals with a lot of issues. I mean, it deals with women's rights and women's ability to be empowered or mm-hmm. disempowered, or it it tackles that. It ta- I mean, the, it's it's just well, it's it deals with kind of bloodlines and and you know, kind of the the right to rule based on blood versus mm-hmm. yeah. you know it deals with kind of norms in terms of um are you disciplined are you good are you strong it's just there's a lot of really yeah. interesting pieces to it it is you know and how and, i think the other thing too that was i was thinking about earlier when you were talking is you know the fact that Renera everything kind of flips on his head i mean it's a gradual thing that's what the whole season is but it flips on its head really fast with loss. I mean, once Viserys is gone, I mean, she's not there. He dies. Allison comes in. She flips the script. It's like, you know, yeah. it's 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 another thing that people can relate to. Of like, right. it's kind of like families and whether or not families can stay together and whether or not mm-hmm. families can can't be in agreement with each other. I mean, Viserys yeah. is kind of like, look, if you guys can't get it together around <laughs> this table, this thing is not going to work. Yep. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but. Y'all are family. Yep. I'm surrounded at this table by people that I love. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I know I've made some. I know I made some. There was no good decision. What could I do? Yeah. You know, you guys wanted me to renege on what I said to her. This is my daughter, so you know. But believe me, there's more than enough food for everybody. There's mm-hmm. more than enough power for everybody. Why is everybody got to argue over this one little seat? Yep. Y'all are gonna mess it up and lose everything. Yep. And the truth of the matter is that that's exactly what ends up happening. Yep. And now, you know, they're about to go to war over a chair when there really was more than enough places to sit. There was yeah. more than enough houses. There was more than enough. We're not talking about people who are trying to figure out how they're going to eat. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the girl had a choice. Uh, almost every single house that came to her would have given her a place to sit and pull over Everything an area. Smooth. But nobody talking about marrying her to like a farmer or something. Right. No. It was people coming and saying, well, we have this, we have that, we're a house with this, we have this kind of power, we have that, we have that, we have that, you join with us, you get this strength, yeah. you know? I and think it's a matter of them all kind of taming their inner their inner dragon, that blood of the dragon that they have in them. Because I think even earlier, too, we were talking about how nowadays it's like everybody wants to be king. Everybody wants to be the one on the camera or the owner or the president or the and it's like no maybe you were just supposed to add to the family by like hey i am married to a lannister we have dragons as well we can and never you know and not i don't know it's an interesting discussion is discretion is a better part of valor it's like at what point do you decide well maybe i'm not you know i have this dream you know what happens to a dream deferred okay well i have this dream to be this particular voice but at what point am I going to say, well, maybe that's not ever going to happen, but this yeah. was really good. Right. Maybe that's not something I'm ever going to do. But you know what? 
life is really great and I'm in a really good place and yeah. I have a lot of good stuff around me and I have a lot of good, you know, people and a lot of good, you know, I think that every individual person has to, has to figure that out. Yeah. They have to figure out the balance between did they give up before, mm -hmm. before they should have, mm -hmm. or did they say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to have a, you know, it's like, I, I kind of said something to my brother, Phil, the other day, like, you know, cause he was nominated for another Dove award or whatever. And then, mm -hmm. you know, he was kind of saying, yeah, I didn't win. And I, when I called him, I'm like, yeah, but dude, you were nominated for a Dove, you know, yeah, I mean, I right. got you, it'd be great to win, but do you know how many people would love to be nominated for a Dove award? Right. And then at, right after that, you, you get on a plane and you go to London and you, and now, and you sing to a, a million, to a thousand. And now he's getting ready to do something where he's going to stand in front of a million people. Like yeah. the words are great. Okay. Like it would have been nice to win a Dove award, but you know what? This is good. Dude, you're this winning. Really, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You're winning. Yeah. And I, and I just think that, you know, it's like in the exact same way. It's like, I think we all have to kind of, we set our goals for ourselves. Yeah. We, you know, I'm definitely somebody that set a goal for myself. Oh, I want to get to this particular place by this particular time. And then I had to kind of reevaluate. Well, I wonder how realistic that was. Yeah, what was it that made me set that goal? And what was it that right. made me say that? I came yeah. to the Raleigh Durham area and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. But when I, I, I made that goal in a certain amount of ignorance. Mm. So now it's like I have to have the maturity and the ability to readapt, yes. you know. Otherwise, I'm going to drive myself crazy trying to reach a goal that may not necessarily be realistic. Yeah. And then a goal that might be based on a world that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. When I first was coming up, I was just like, oh, I want to be the next Fred Price. But Fred Price got to be Fred Price when there were only six channels. Right. There was no word network. So yeah. there were only six channels. That means all in the family. That means when Fred Price was on nationally, he was on, there was only six other yeah. choices. Yeah. The pie was cut up in six pieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's unrealistic to, you know, yeah. I can look at the domes and all of that stuff. I think I came up with that. Like, oh, I'm going to have a, my own faith dome. Yeah. But what if the world changes? Yeah. What if now COVID happens? Mm -hmm. How can you adjust? Can you yes, adapt? Right. And at what point is that giving up on your dream? Yeah. Or is it you making the adaptation that life yeah. brings? Sometimes people who are the most stuck are the people who are the most stubborn. Sometimes they get the most done, but sometimes they're also the part, the people who are the most brokenhearted because they're unable to make the adaptations that life brings, that life demands. Yeah. That you say, hey, you know what? This is what I thought it was going to be, but this is the world. And I've got to adapt to what the real world brings. True. This is my situation. Yeah. Now, how can I adapt to that? And how do you find the, the, balance, the balance between just yeah. giving in and being like, well, yeah. this is the world versus, hey, yeah. this is my situation. It's, it's true. And I have to own it. I have to own my situation. Yeah. I have to own my life. I have to own my mistakes. Mm -hmm. I have to own the, the bad that goes along with the good. There's right. Because there's going to be some bad and I got to own it. Yep. And I can't, I got to stop making excuses for it. I got to be like, yep, yeah, well, this is what I did. And hey, yeah, right. I'm human and that's okay. I'm, you know what? I'm only human after all, but God still loves me or I still have a gift or I still have the ability and I'm going to push through. And we are surrounded. We, we get an opportunity to see people who are like, yep, but I'm still moving forward. Right. Yep. We're looking at them all the time. Kanye was, it's just like, yep, 
<laughs> white, white lives matter. Yep, but I'm going to make a shoe that's going to make a billion dollars. Yep. Well, they say I'm crazy, but I don't care. It's like people who are driven by their own. I mean, Donald Trump, excellent example of that. Like, yep, I grab cool. That's what I do. I oh grab gosh. women. That's exactly what I do. And I'm still going to be president. Yeah. And they end up being president. Right. Wow. Whereas there's others of us who are kind of like, yeah, but oh my God, I was wrong. Mm. So that means I'm not, I'm no longer qualified. Right. Donald right. Trump's like, oh, I'm not? No, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I lied. But I'm still going to be president. Yeah, right. no, I don't want you to see my tax returns. <laughs> but I'm still going to be president. What was it? As a porn star? Yeah, I know her. <laughs> Hey, Stormy. What's I up, girl? Can't. I'm still going to be president. Yeah. And so it's kind of like I think that we have to be inspired by those people who are like, oh, I'm driven by my purpose and yeah. not by perfection. Mm. No, it's true. It's and I think true. there's a lot of us, you know, and I say this a lot of the times, there's those of us who were raised in this kind of condemnation theology of, oh, well, you made, if you made a mistake, then, yeah. then, then now, oh, God's mad at me, or now I, I can't do you this. Or your purpose, you knocked yourself off your path. Oh, my and God, and I, I disqualified myself. Yeah. And then you will see somebody who will just run right on past you. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, but, but wait a minute, how are they... And then you do the background and find out the stuff that's on that's going on in their life, and you have to come to grips with the fact that actually, you know, you want to put a causality on something that you can't necessarily put your finger on yeah. because you want to be able to predict the world. Mm. That's a part of it. Right. The Christian world doesn't want to deal with the unpredictability, unpredictability, unpredictability that is life sometimes. Yep. And so to do that. They have got to make the world fit in this kind of little notion yep. of A equals B and B equals C. So A equals C. Yeah. Sometimes yep. the Lord is like, yeah, but sometimes A equals D. And we're <laughs> like, oh, no, it don't. No, it don't. Right. <laughs> and God's like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to use the, the weak things to shame the strong yep. and the poor things to shame the rich and the foolish things to shame the wise. Yep. And I'm going to choose the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are just yep. Because I'm like that, just yep. so I can do it that way. Yep. And just to make everybody think, let him who boasts, boast in what God is able to do. Yep. And that just doesn't fit in our ultra-right religious mindset. We want there to be consequences. It's not just that there are. We want there to be consequences mm -hmm. because if they're not, then our math is messed up. Right. Yeah. But... You know, no, it's, it's interesting because I think I mean, obviously all ties back to the show, but it's like that it's it's that I don't know that faith of the song of ice and fire believing. I think Renee really believes. No, I'm the answer. I have to figure this out. But then we've got I mean, earlier in the season, Rainey is like, this is the reality of it, though. Like, that's never going to work. You've got to do that, 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 that. Alice and Otto got to strategize. And it's like there is there is you finding that in-between space and that's I know again I think that's why people are so drawn to it because I think we're like yeah what do you do what is right what is wrong like what is the what is the path because right you know and I think that's another thing I liked about Damon because at first it's like Damon is a little bit out of control mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden it's like oh purpose the next mm -hmm. thing you know it's like oh yeah some purpose right gives him a certain amount of strength 
That's why I'm always saying to everybody, every dude, anyone, well, get about your purpose. Because your purpose will will pull you past your imperfections. Mm. You know, same with Aegon. It's like, of course he's running around crazy because right. he has no purpose. Yeah. But once they once he's in there and he looks at his mom and he cares and he's like, really? He really wants me to be king? Mm -hmm. He's like, I never wanted it. But maybe I never wanted it because no one ever chose it for me. Yeah. He really said that? Look, he gave you this knife. Like, wow. Now he goes through the thing. All the people are cheering. People are cheering and he like, lifts up the sword okay. and he's like, you know what? I can do this. Maybe I can be right. Maybe yeah. I can have a good head on my shoulders. We'll see. Maybe I, and we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I can do the right stuff. Yeah. Purpose leads you down that path. Yeah, that's good. And without purpose, life is meaningless. Mm. You can't just chase pleasure. But it's interesting. He has no purpose. So he's just chasing pleasure. Right. And the minute Damon has no purpose and he's just chasing pleasure. Mm. But the minute a purpose happens, it's like, oh, you need us to go fight this war? Mm. Let me do something. Let right. me be useful. Right. Let me take my dragon and go fight this war on the Stepstones. Yep. Let me go do it. And then when they're like, you're going to fail, he's like, well, I guess I'll die. Yep. If I die, let me die. In the army of the Lord, <laughs> if I die, I'm going to go down there and fight these these crab people. I'm going to fight them myself. <laughs> you know, and the next thing you know, what? They win. Yep. Why? Because he's he's refuses to go back to just sitting around waiting for his brother to say, oh, have some juice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they like, oh, yeah, they about to see. Your brother about to bail you out again. He's like. Grr, grr, right. He's grr. like, no, I want to do it. I don't want anybody's help. <laughs> Why? Because he has to have purpose. Yeah. Yep. Without purpose, there's no life. Yep. And it's interesting that once he once he does win, it's like he's kind of almost back. He's back to his old. What what's he? You know, he's he's taking Renera and Ding on pleasure right. house, and he's cutting up again. And right, it's like right. then we see him after he's married. First of all, period, married a brown girl. Again, got got his daughters. Got his I know y'all love to aim at so that, but there's no like, mention of that. It's not like he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get somebody who needs some lotion. No, it's not <laughs> like that happens. No, he just he marries the girl. She's from a good house. She's the girls was cute with their little black uh, lotion so and blonde cute. hair. They're little cute girls. <laughs> cute he marries. Girl. She's like, hey, yeah. you know. But it's like he has this family now. Now he's got. I feel like he's he's settled down. That's true. That that finding that purpose again. Is really yeah yeah easy that direction. It's interesting. It's interesting. Somebody's, we could talk about the show all, all day. Somebody night, said watch but... from Ghana, Africa. I know. Plus it's Monday night, and this was. I mean, listen, this was Halloween. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. know how many people celebrate Halloween, I but you know, if I mean, if you're watching this later, it's great. We had a great conversation. This yes. was beyond the pulpit. It's fun. It was really great. We talked about a House of the Dragon. Good show. And a good show. I think it's still. You know, it's still. We talked about leadership. We talked about. Duty versus relationship, love versus we talked about um, the power that you have within yeah. that dragon that's on your side, your yeah. gift, your anointing, your power. Um, it was a good show. Good one. It was I great. liked it. Okay. Good so stuff. glad you were here with us tonight. And, uh, you know, like, share, click. Do all the things. Subscribe. Tell somebody. And um, this yeah. was. Uh, if you end up watching House of the Dragon because of us, let us know. Let us comments. know. Comments. Comment. Say something. Check it out. Okay. HBO Max. Thanks for being here with us tonight. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pulpit with Andy Thompson. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to follow Andy Thompson on all social media platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, head over to www.pastorandy.com podcast for more information on how to donate and stay connected with Andy Thompson.